I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. Are you throwing water and jet fuel on your house fire at the same time? Guys, what's up? Another episode coming your way. And I wanted to talk about this analogy around how most people, probably including yourself in different areas of your life, are inadvertently or unknowingly or knowingly throwing water and jet fuel on your house fire at the same time. And then you blame the water for not putting the house fire out. So what does this mean in in real world situations, right? Because I see this as an analogy for how most people operate and then they do things and they say that this particular thing didn't work when in actuality there was so much jet fuel they were putting on their house fire, their body, their physiology, their disease states, their health, that it completely negated any of the water that they were putting on the fire to put the fire out, to put the inflammation out, to to improve their health, to improve their outcomes. So there's this story that I wanted to share with you guys of uh, a family member that we have who uh, has um, come down with just some challenging health issues and they're, they're lingering. They're lingering, challenging health issues. And many of the things that could improve this person's health outcomes are lifestyle related. They are nutritionally related. There is some supplementation that they could be using. And, but predominantly lifestyle and nutrition related things will massively help improve the outcomes and the severity of the things they're experiencing. But the biggest challenge that this person's faced in the past as well is that when they add in these good things, they might add in some celery juice or they'll add in a healthy meal or they'll add in a certain supplement that we suggest, whether it be magnesium or selenium or vitamin D or, you know, whatever, right? Not, I'm not talking about pharmaceuticals. I'm talking about vitamins and minerals, things like that. Whenever those add, they add those things in, there's two things that typically take place. One, they don't really add them in consistently or long enough. They might add them in for a day or two and literally feel no noticeable change. And so because they don't feel some acute change in a day or two, they stop. And the other thing that will happen is that alongside them doing maybe this little addition that they're trying to do, there's a lot of other things that they're adding into their routine that are very inflammatory, very pro- like processed foods, pizzas, just tons of caffeine, lots of alcohol, lots of things that even if these other healthy things were to work, if you're adding in a lot of inflammatory things into your system and you have some type of negative health challenge right now, you're putting jet fuel on your house fire and then you're getting upset when the water is not putting the, ha- the, the fire out. So you've got to look at this from a couple of different 
angles. And I want to give you another sort of a couple of different analogies so you guys can maybe relate this to your own life, right? So too much drinking of alcohol, for example, and then you're hoping that by slamming down a few pro probiotic supplements that you'll somehow heal your gut from all the alcohol consumption that you've been doing, right? So like you could be taking probiotics till the, this, the cows come home, but if you're drinking too much, it's going to wreck your systems no matter what things you're adding in. And so again, this example of you're putting water into your system, but there's so much jet fuel, the water's not able to put the jet fuel, the fire out. Another thing might be is if you are trying to improve a certain health outcome, maybe you're trying to lose body fat, or you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to improve your mental health, or whatever these, all these things relating to your physiology. But you're eating too many crap things in your diet. There's too much crap le leaking in. There's the, the the unit of drink every day. There's the processed snacks every day. Every, things just leak in. They bleed in everywhere. And you're doing it habitually. And then when you're adding in the healthy things, you might be adding in the microgreens or you're adding in the broccoli sprouts. And you're like, man, these are things are expensive. I'm not noticing any difference You you know, eating these things every day. And it's like, well, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen when you're trying to add in microgreens and broccoli sprouts, but you're pounding down junk food and alcohol alongside it? Now, I'm definitely not here to say that you shouldn't be doing the greens and the broccoli sprouts. Like, that's not the the point of this episode. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, are you basically just saying that if I can't, you know, be perfect, I just won't start? That's your perception of this. That's not my intention. And if you're taking that away from this, then you're coming at this with a completely wrong frame of mind. My di direction here and the point of this podcast is to say to you that at a certain point that the scale of balance is going to have to be in favor of healthy things for you to improve your outcomes. And until that scale of balance tips in favor that way, you're probably not going to see the changes that you want to see. And that's just the reality of things. That's just biology 101. It's just physiology 101. It's just the reality of things. You can complain about it all day long if you want. It's not going to change anything until you change the scale of things. And so what, what does that look like, right? So the first thing, and you've heard me talk about this in other episodes before, is crowding out old foods with good ones. And I even did this when I went vegan, for example. I used a crowd-out method where a lot of people might just remove things. And then the challenge with them with that is there's these big gaping holes in their routine and their lifestyle and their habitual patterns. And they're like, well, what do I fill this with? And if they don't proactively fill it with something quickly, it's going to – the void will suck them back to where they were. So <clears throat> what I did – when I went vegan, and this you can relate this to cleaning your diet up and improving your health outcomes and everything, is that I crowded out the old foods, the processed foods, the things that I didn't want in my routine anymore with good things. So if I could relate this back to when I went vegan, I crowded out, you know, the uh, the the meats. I replaced those with tofu or tempeh or or chickpeas or lentils. I crowded out the the eggs with a tofu scramble. I crowded out each thing with with its with a counterpart and maybe i crowded out the dairy with the non-dairy alternatives for example so each thing got crowded out by a counterpart and 
I played around with the flavors of and the, and the way and the methodology around cooking those things. Did I use an air fryer? Did I bake them? Did I steam them? What what seasonings did I use? Did I use Mrs. Dash? Did I use smoked paprika? What flavors did I use to make these things enjoyable? So crowding out the old foods with and crowding out these old habits with good ones is the first step. So that's kind of what I was saying is like, if you're adding in some healthy things, continue to add in more healthy things, continue to crowd things out. I've even had students before and they'll say to me, but Fraser, I'm so, I'm so full. You're like, you know, you're making me eat all these foods. And I'm like, I want you to be full because I want to minimize your stomach's capacity to handle more food volume from processed things when you start stress eating. And so that crowd out method works from a physical standpoint but you've got to bridge over and start burning those ships and so what i mean is like you know bridging tools so you might go from if you've been consuming a lot of um, sodas and, and soft drinks you all of a sudden go to soda waters zevia soda waters if you're in the us you get a soda stream machine add lemon to it add some stevia or some monk fruit monk fruit sweetener and make your own healthy sodas that's a classic example of a bridging tool over to something healthier. Maybe you go from uh, an alcoholic beer or wine to a non-alcoholic version. Again, a bridging tool over to something healthier. So what I'm trying to say here is find healthier ways to create things. Another example is Lauren will make these little sort of protein, you know, chocolate protein flavored oatmeal cookies for Zia that we just use a serving of plant protein. We use some uh, oatmeal peanut butter, banana, cinnamon, and we'll mash it all up, mix it with a bit of plant-based milk, and then cook it, microwave it, and it turns into like a little cookie. Now, you could do that instead of eating a normal cookie. That is a way to bridge over to better habits. Yeah, sure, calories matter, right? Like calories play a role, but you've got to stop adding inflammatory jet fuel into your system first. I tell people I would rather see you overeat on healthy foods to start with and clean your diet up, then try and calorie count and scrimp on calories, but still consume inflammatory jet fuel into your system. Because it's much harder to overeat on healthy calories. And as you do that, you improve your satiety hormones, which is kind of like the signals that your body, your mind sends you to have cravings and hunger for certain things. So these things become more stable and balanced with time. And because of that, your compulsions and your addictions and your knee-jerk decisions to do things diminishes with time as long as you're consistent with that. But again, it comes back to this point at the start, guys, that this takes time. You can't just pop a supplement for a day or two or add in microgreens for a week and expect to feel fixed after doing detrimental things for your entire life. You've got to be real about that. Now, it's not going to take your entire life to fix these things, but it's going to take more than a day think about this <clears throat> what's going on here people think certain methods and remedies or supplements don't work you know oh, the, well this didn't work you know i tried that it didn't work i've even heard people say oh i tried a plant-based diet and i didn't experience xyz and i'm like well what foods did you add into your diet and it was a bunch of crap and i'm like exactly you you're delusional like so you can't just add something in and say it didn't work what else were you doing what were all the other things were you doing? Were you working on your sleep? Were you exercising? Were you reducing your stress? Were you cleaning your diet up in all areas? What else was happening in your life that contributing to those factors? They don't work because the ratio of jet fuel to water you are putting on the fire is too large to put out the fire. 
So you've got to remember that. You can't expect a quick fix or pill to fix you, you know, if you're adding constant jet fuel to this thing. So the first thing I talk about is a crowd out method. Crowd it out with healthier things. Constantly be crowding out with, you know, adding lots of more fibrous vegetables with your meals. Bulk up your main meals with lots of fibrous vegetables. And by fibrous vegetables, I'm talking about salad greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, carrots, spinach, you know, stuff that you put in a stir fry. Go heavy on those things as long as your gut can tolerate that because that ability to fill up on those things is going to help curb some of the excessive hunger you might experience. That's the first thing. There's other factors to that, but that's one main thing. You've got to stop putting yourself in situations where there's jet fuel in your face all the time. That's a common one, right? So like, oh, I can't stop drinking. Well, why do you have alcohol sitting around in your house? I can't stop drinking. Well, why do you keep going to the bar with your buddies? I can't stop eating you know, bad food. Why do you keep going out all the time to eat? Why can't you connect with other human beings on, on a hiking trail or playing a round of golf or something that's non-food related? Why does everything you do have to be related to food? So you've got to really reassess your lifestyle in a lot of ways. I will tell you guys that the people that do well with this are the ones that upgrade their lifestyle. They get out more. They hike with their friends more rather than going out to eat at restaurants and stuff. They they upgrade their lifestyle. And, and you might say, well, Fraser, like, where do I even begin? Search online. There's hiking groups. There's groups of people doing all kinds of things all around the place. You just have to have the courage to break the current patterns you're in. You know, you've got to ask yourself, like, what part of these routines are you getting satisfaction from and gratification from? Like, why are you staying in this position? There's, there's a reward mechanism somewhere. And sometimes the reward itself is it's just comfort and familiarity. The fact that this is familiar to you, your brain literally sends a signal that this is a reward because it's familiar. Familiar doesn't always equal good. Right? And so understand the water that supplements or a certain thing is one part of the system. So when I say the water, I'm talking about the water on the fire of your house, the supplements, the healthy foods, the whole foods. It's one part of a system. It's not just one thing. You can't just take N-acetylcysteine, NAC or glutathione or vitamin D and expect to be fixed. There's, there's multiple layers to this. So what I would tell you is, Look at one thing you can do in each area. What is one good supplement you could be taking? What is one healthy food that you could be adding in this week? What is one good bridging tool you could be implementing this week? What is one good physical thing you could be doing this week? Is it adding an extra workout if you've only been doing two workouts? So to go to three. If you've been only taking 5,000 steps a day, get to 8,000. There's many different areas. Pick one thing in each pillar. And just start adding to those things, you know, because this is really, really important, guys, because, and I come back to this point, and this is a hard thing for people to always, I guess, to swallow sometimes, is that if you don't work on your health now, and you don't become the strongest, most ready version of yourself, at a certain point in time, you're going to be a burden on your family. You're going to be a burden on your children if you have kids, or you're going to be a burden on your family, because if you get diseased and sick, from a lifestyle decision, which most diseases are driven by lifestyle, who is going to be there to have to have to look after you and to take care of you and who and who is going to have to sacrifice their life to do that? 
So you've got to ask yourself that and say, do I want to be that to my family? I don't want to, I, when I grew, as I grow older, I do not want to be that for my daughter, for example, and, and Lauren, my wife. So you have to start recognizing that if you don't clean your life up, you're going to be a burden on your family. And you might say, oh, well, you know, I raised them. They owe me. They don't owe you anything. Zia doesn't, I, I won't expect anything from her when I, when she's older. I, that, that was, that, that's got nothing to do with it in my opinion, that I want to be as healthy. And also I want to be as healthy as I can be so I can live a truly vibrant life. Because think about this. It's not just the amount of years you live. There's lots of people who are 80 or 90 years old, but they, they live locked away in their houses, fearful of life. They never do anything. So I want to live a fully vibrant life, even if it's not for 90 years, if it was 70 or whatever, like I want to live fully. And so I hope that it's a long time, but I also hope that it's a long time, but fully and healthy and vibrant. So you've got to recognize this, that when, and this is just the truth. So take it how you want, that if you keep putting excessive amounts of gas on your fire at the same time, the tenacity and the focus and burning the ships is not present. And what I mean by this is very often you've got to go all in and test it and stop giving yourself plan B's and outs. What I mean by this is people will say, oh, well, I tried to stop doing X, Y, Z, or I tried to do this, tried to do that, or I tried to plant myself, I didn't, you know, I didn't really feel anything. And I'm like, did you truly go all in and test it for an extended period of time? Or did you keep adding processed bits of shit in, alcohol? Did you keep flip-flopping and doing all those other things? Because if you did not burn the ships, which most people don't, they never truly reach their potential. And that's the scariest part for people because they're so addicted and attached to what they could lose rather than focusing on everything they could gain. They're so addicted and attached to what they could lose rather than focusing on everything that they could gain that they literally argue for their limitations. They fight for their limitations. And so you've got to see that in yourself and say, I am not burning the ships. I'm giving myself plan B's and outs. And because of that, I never do anything well. I never do anything properly. So that is a huge thing about, and I've talked about this theme in season three of getting your house in order. I don't know where society's heading. I don't know where we're heading as a, as a human race. But one thing I do know is that your ability to get to be the strongest, healthiest version and disease-free version of yourself is going to set you up for most, the most beautiful life. It really will. It's not just about fat loss and muscle building. Like, yes, sure, like fitness is all you know relating to fat loss muscle building aesthetics that type of thing i want to tell you this that that those things are byproducts of you getting the jet fuel out of your life i've seen this firsthand the reason why i'm able to get in shape and stay in shape and not even count calories and diet and eat intuitively and all these things i tell you about it's not some utopia that is undiscoverable by anyone else this is something that I've been able to replicate in other people, but it takes time and it takes your ability to not have a plan B and to go truly go all in. And sometimes the missing variable is getting a mentor or a coach. A lot of people know what they should be doing. They just don't do it. Half of my role with my students is literally just getting in their corner and reminding them of what they have to do and holding them accountable. Most of you guys listening to this know what you should be doing. You just don't do it and you don't do it because you don't have the accountability factors and you don't have the accountability factors because you're trying to penny pinch and scrimp 
and do all these things from this scarcity mindset that's actually driven the outcomes that you're experiencing to this point rather than investing in yourself and saying, when I do this, I'm going to get to another level and then I will see ROIs happen in all other areas of my life because I'm showing up as a better version of myself. And the people that do that, I'm telling you guys, they grow exponentially time and time and time again. So the point of this discussion, guys, is when you are looking at the results you're getting, for instance, and one last example was <clears throat> I had an old student of mine come back to me and he said, oh man, you know, like look at my DEXA scans, my muscle mass has been going down, my body fat's been going up, like what's wrong, like what, sh what should I do? And I'm like, well, what have you been doing? <laughs> what have you been doing? And he told me that they'd been deviating from the workouts that originally that I'd given them, they'd been just doing random bodybuilding workouts, not, stuff that I know was not going to be very conducive with his result. They'd been adding in more processed foods, just not being diligent with their diet at all. And I'm like, well, that's the exact problem. You know, you're, you're not tracking anything and there's copious amounts of jet fuel happening everywhere. So you remove those things, you bridge the tools back over, you crowd out those old things with the better habits, you get back to what was working and you're going to put the house fire out. And that is an, that's representative of you getting in better health and better shape and better chemistry and everything. So my point to you now is stop sitting on the fence. Make a commitment to yourself to become a better version of yourself and stop looking for pills, probiotics, supplements, pre-workouts, things that put band-aids on bullet wounds. The pre-workouts is probably the biggest band-aid on the bullet wound of all, that your house is on fire and you've basically just put a blindfold on and you're, and you're, you're creating this artificial sense that you have energy when in actuality your systems are completely drained. And so you need to reorganize your life. You need to crowd out those old foods. You need to bridge, use bridging tools. You need to get accountable, guys. You need to put yourself in environments that are conducive with the person you want to become. If you keep putting yourself in shitty environments, you're going to get crappy results. That's just the truth. And so if you are trying to change your lifestyle, but you're doing exactly the same lifestyle things, it's going to be like pushing a boulder up a hill. Stop, stop going into the environments that facilitated those results in the first place. Maybe that means changing your environment at home, having conversations with your family, having hard conversations with friends, walking through resistance and uncomfortable situations to get to the person you want to become. Because I'm telling you, I see a lot of people who are struggling and it's because they're just absolutely dumping jet fuel all over their house and then if they add a little sprinkle of water on they're like well the water doesn't work are you blind are you blind start paying attention to what you're doing and look at the people that have the health look at the people that are optimal and what are they doing model from them mimic from them learn from them get around them guys that is the primary thing to remember here is that there's many good things that you've probably tried in the past that actually work but you didn't give it enough commitment, you didn't give it enough time, you weren't tenacious about it enough, and you added so many other things in the background that weren't good, that you negated the results those good things could have got you. So sometimes it's not even about doing something new. Sometimes it's literally going back to things that do work 
but making sure that this time when you show up, you're not bringing extra cans of jet fuel with you. So go out there today, take on board what I said, implement and start making positive changes. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.